Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! This podcast proudly presents to you the zero-time tag team champions of the world, the road dog, J.J. Brownlee, the badass, Jamie Faulkner, Total Spot Fest Live! With the ninth wonder of the world, Nick. All right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to or welcome back to Total Spot Fest Live. I am JJ Brownlee, and with me, as always, is my partner in crime, Jamie Faulkner. How you doing, brother? And we are, of course, graced again this week by the ninth wonder of the world, Nick. Oh, my God. I'm so glad to be here, guys. You're so oh, look at shit. the excitement from Ninth Wonder. <laughs> I didn't even give you a roaring introduction. Ah oh, man, it's a, it's it's all good. It's all good. We got good stuff to talk about this week. We got lots of good stuff to talk about. Uh, a pay per view over the weekend. NXT was this a return to form? Return to pre pandemic NXT. Oh, we're gonna talk about it. Lots of wrestling besides that over the weekend. We had uh, Impact No Surrender was on point. New Japan is all up in American wrestling now. Uh, all sorts of stuff we're gonna get to. Jamie, Nick, how are you guys doing? How, how's your week been thus far? Frigid. It's been very frigid. <laughs> we don't live in Texas, so there's that. Sorry to all those out there who do live in Texas. I feel for you. <laughs> you know, I, I was doing I was doing really good. I had, you know, I was just feeling really awesome, and then Monday happened. And my bracket got blown apart. You got, you got destroyed. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It was bad. He's talking, yeah, talking about the AEW Women's Eliminator World Cup number one contender championship tournament. Two is too long of a damn name. We're gonna get into that later. <laughs> you yeah, see, that's so. why you gotta do like me, J- Jamie. Only pick one, and then <laughs> it's just a coin toss. For the record, I did lose, but there's not as much disappointment. There's some it's, disappointment. It's, it's the college bracketology person in me that wants yeah. to do it the whole way. And you know what? No. I I I done messed up, AA Ron. It was bad. Like I, it was bad, bad. Like the room I, bad. <laughs> I love the fact that, that Nick's like, just pick the one. That's what I did. Now I yeah. lost that one, so I got zero now. But you just it's, it's it's all a matter of keeping the disappointment proportionate. That's all. Lower them expectations. That's let's go, exactly let, right. Let's go like WWE style on this. Lower those expectations. That's Ooh. exactly right. Woo! Yeah. Well, well, before we get into uh, into the actual uh, takeover, we're gonna talk about takeover. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about WWE for the past week, and then we'll talk about the AEW uh, women's J- Japanese side of the women's tournament. I do want to spend just a couple minutes because there was a lot of goings on with the wrestling world this past weekend. So besides takeover, there was also an Impact pay per view, which was really good, really good, and. Mm-hmm. I, um, straight up, complete truth, I did not watch it live. I kind of followed along with it on Twitter and thought to myself, damn, I should have bought that pay-per-view because tons of good stuff going on. Uh, Private Party did not win. No titles changed hands, but Private Party showed up uh, in a really kick-ass triple threat with the Good Brothers. Um, There was all sorts of great matches, men and women. All over the place. Jake something is now back to being called Jake something, 
Uh, he was uh, cousin Jake, and uh, he's now back to using his the the favorite moniker, favorite uh, chant uh, of one Jamie Faulkner, the "What's my name?" beating your God. chest. Yeah, hashtag Journey Pro KC. We still love you. We want you back. It, it was. I, it, it is a, I, I don't want to get too many like old stories. But this is a fantastic story. So, uh, <laughs> I, Nick, I don't remember. I don't think you were there for this particular Journey Pro, but uh, Jeremy Wyatt, who's the Gateway uh, champion for, uh, give me the promotion, Jamie. I can't forget. Uh, St. Louis Anarchy, eight hundred sixty plus days. Yeah, he's about ready. He's about ready to pass our favorite Gary Gary fucking Jay for the uh, all time lead and the most days in that belt. But mm-hmm. he's the champion. Uh, it's kind of a sister promotion to Journey Pro. So uh, he was facing off in the main event against Jake Something, and it was an and Jeremy White's a fantastic wrestler. He does hour long technical matches. So at the end of a long night in a bar wrestling uh, promotion, it can be a bit draining i will say is my one negative mm-hmm. but he's facing off against jake something and we were getting tired the whole bar was getting tired at this point it's like 11 o'clock at night and we've been there for like four and a half hours and it, jake trying to get the crowd back up kept going what's my name you yell out back something after the 17th one jamie just like i can't take this anymore i can't take this thing <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, who fucking cares? <laughs> is that what is that what you went with? Yeah, I I think I went with a couple different variations. I think, of course, I I did with my patented lion tamer ret- re- yeah. retort. Yeah, um, I think that was number one, and then um, I'm not your buddy guy. Uh, I oh, think was God. probably dude. Out there. JJ loves that one. Uh, oh God, that's good. <laughs> Nails on chalkboard. We're not gonna get. I don't want to get too many old school stories, but yeah, I don't think you were there. Were you there with us that night, Nick? I would. No, I was not there that uh, night. I think you had your daughters that night, and I can't remember yeah. what it was, but it's something. But anyway, so he's back to Jake something, which is great. He looked really good too, by the way. Um, their X Division reminds me of the old school X Division. I I gotta find a way to get access. I don't have access on YouTube TV, and God, it's just Impact has gotten so much better from like the post TNA days and mm-hmm. uh, the Billy Corgan whateverness. So it was real good. So that was going on, and then at the it ties into probably the biggest happening in American professional wrestling lately is that at the end of no surrender there was a video package that came up and none other than finn juice which is juice robinson david finley coming to impact they are a very popular tag team from new japan pro wrestling uh as we're taping this is tuesday night earlier tonight uh, on impact's paper uh, impact's regular sh- show on axis they should have actually made their debut i uh, haven't checked it out yet so uh that's once again that that forbidden door is just wide open so they're on impact now or at least appearing part-time on impact but impact in new japan is just like all over the 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 rumor mill about what's coming to america there was a talk from metzger dave metzger said that okada is going to be coming to either AEW or impact which holy shit the rainmaker in america Yes, please. I also I hear that coin drop. I might shit my pants. If I hear that coin drop, I will lose my shit. I absolutely will (laughs) lose my shit. Oh, it's gonna be fantastic. Gotta buy some depends. 
Oh, so good. <laughs> um, and then, and then uh, on Twitter, there's a bunch of stuff, you know, like because of this forbidden door just being wide open, and now Impact and AEW are just pulling out all the stops. It's it's a great time to be a wrestling fan in America. Uh, it's st- still a good time for NXT as well. NXT announced new signings. Uh, one Jimmy will talk about, but also was announced over the, uh, not like official official, like not NXT Twitter official, but pretty much everybody has confirmed that Tara Valkyrie signing with NXT. Not a big surprise. Her husband, husband? Husband. Husband. Her husband is, of course, uh, Jim, uh, I was going to say Jim Morrison. But <laughs> no, he OD'd a long time ago. That's That's definitely not right. That's definitely not right. Uh, John, uh, but uh, John, John Morrison. Morrison, God, I've, it's it, it, it feels like a Monday. I don't know why, but no, his husband's of course John Morrison, and uh, not a big surprise there. And then uh, the last bit of news info that I want to get to, and there's only only there's this very specific reason why I wanted to bring this up before we talk about NXT, and that is that. Apparently, WWE is not giving any raises or bonuses to any of their workers. Not necessarily the talent, but those who do the production and your your staff and all that, all your backstage people. These people who had t- voluntarily taken a pay cut during the pandemic uh, survived the round of layoffs, despite the fact that WWE made more money than they've ever made in 2020. Uh, they are told they are not getting any raises or bonuses for 2021. And that just turned the the temperature way down uh, in the entire backstage. Now it's, it's a is total... that what that was about? I was wondering. It it, it kind of yeah. So it, it's and it's 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 all over the place now. Like like spirits real high, and then this came out and it went way down. And well, yeah. you will not you will not believe how this this was actually announced to the to the people that actually worked there. Uh, Bruce Pritchett. God damn it. Tasked somebody who has been with the company for a month to break this news to everybody in a one giant meeting and they did it right before uh, they went out too didn't they yes <laughs> so they did yeah they did or they did i don't know specifically when they did but i know that you know instead of it wasn't vince and it wasn't bruce pritchett bruce pritchett tasked somebody who's been hired by wwe 30 days ago to come out in front of all of their workers the people hard-working people who put on the show and tell them you're not getting a raise or a bonus this year i hate bruce pritchard i hate him i hate vince and when we talk about raw you're gonna hear it. Cause... Oh, we got things in store with Raw. Don't Ugh. don't you worry about that. So anyway, I I had to give that to you because I'm not sure if you had heard that, Jamie. And I heard that. Yeah. And go, oh, that's gonna get you. I had so I hadn't heard that. I'm it not is surprised. a complete super dick move. But... Like Vincent Candy McMahon and his goddamn ivory tower just sitting there, like, oh, you know, let them eat cake. Totally Marie Antoinette the shit. And I hope I hope you know philosophically he gets his head cut off not literally because that would just I we don't want yeah we don't wish that anybody but, not even him but you know what i'm saying like i i, I hope yeah there is just some kind of revolt something happens uh, like a legit stone cold steve austin type that comes out legit brings bruce pritchard out in the middle of the ring and legit stuns him and just just beats the shit out of him and then beats the shit out of Vince McMahon and this says deuces I quit and never goes into wrestling ever again and that guy would be the the ultimate icon of all time well, now that I now, now that I've turned your 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 blood pressure up about 30 points 
Got you nice and hot. Let's let's talk about some actual good wrestling to kind okay. of bring it back down. Okay. 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 So so Jamie's gonna take us through uh, Takeover Vengeance Day. Yes. Yes. Um, and Mamma Mia! It was Woo! an amazing, <laughs> an amazing pay per view. So good. Um, which first off, publicly want to apologize to Nick. We were unable to make it because the road sucked here in Kansas City. We got a whole bunch of snow and ice. I felt like a dick, so I'm publicly apologizing on our podcast. I I do I do too, and I still I still want that spread, but we'll have to do it at another time. So whatever you guys stick in the yes. freezer, it's I'll all be good. Later. It's all good. We just sat here surrounded by wings and watched oh, Aust- we watched Austin Powers. We didn't I even was... watch the pay per view. <laughs> I was so excited too because he, he told me he told us that he has a, a Assortment of wings, different. Oh, types. dude! And I, I love me some chicken wings. I have I so many wings still. Well, don't worry. We'll. It's yeah. We're, we'll work it out. Yeah, stick in the freezer. I'll be there. Yeah. If I if I gave a shit about elimination chamber, we can figure something out. Oh, <laughs> isn't that the truth? Yeah. Isn't that the truth? All right. All right. So uh, let's let's get back to some really good fucking wrestling. So NXT Takeover Vengeance Day happened, and it was. Banger after banger after banger after banger after banger. Like it was just top flight matches all the way across. I there was not one single dud. Um, and personally, and we'll get into this, I found it incredibly hard to find the match of the night, the match that stole the show, because all of them were so fucking good in their own right. So I've got one for me, but they were. They were all so fantastic. It, it reminded me of NXT TakeOver New Orleans. That's exactly it what I thought, that too. that good. Yeah. Oh. So, and, and this is how, just mind you, this is before the show even started, they set the tone. And they set the tone in a way that just got me just jazzed up. So, a few of you hopefully know from, you know, Impact and other places, one Eli Drake. So Eli Drake mm-hmm. is now signed with NXT and he's going by LA Knight, which may automatically thinks of the like British Knight shoes. I don't know why, or the LA, like they the LA whatever shoes. They're the first ones that ever LA gears that lit up, but whatever. That's this my mind association going dumb. Homeboy cut a huge ass promo just straight, took over the pre-show. It was, it was beautiful. I mean he's He's T- so good. I'm titillating. So happy for that. Titillating. That good. I mean, that's how that's how you start off a show. Yes. That just set the tone. And then right after that, the very first match, the very first match of the night was the women's Dusty Cup final of Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. So one of the big things, of course, I'm a nerd this way. Ember Moon came out with Shotzi on Shotzi's new tank, which I like her old tank better than her new tank, but hey, whatever, I digress. But she came out, and I swear she looked like she was wearing her old gear. Like, it had the same feel, because her recent gear was definitely not that. She was wearing more like leg tights, and this one felt more like old Ember. And old Ember delivered. Like, it was old Ember. Like, she didn't have ring rust. She looked solid. Um, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez... Uh, oh, they both look great too. So I- I'll get to the cut of the chase on this and then we'll go- we'll recap it. And I want to hear you guys' thoughts on it. But the winners of the match were Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez with one of the biggest one arm power bombs I've seen Raquel Gonzalez deliver. Like, holy shit. I felt that in my mm-hmm. own teeth. Like it was crazy. Um, hell of a match. I, if I was to rate this match, 
first match of the night, four stars. Like, boom, almost a five-star match. A bigger crowd would have definitely got there. Um, my spot of the night was when uh, Raquel Gonzalez powerbombed Shotzi Blackheart into the the uh, glass. The the I, I, I don't know. Which, oh, yeah. She just, that was like, great. The glass with the chain link. And she just fell like a ton it. of bricks. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Like, Shotzi's got a high tolerance of pain, I guess. Yeah, that was great. Yes, she does. Jesus. So... You guys, how did you feel about this match? I liked it a lot. Um, that part that you just mentioned was fantastic. Uh, probably the pop for me, and it wasn't brutal by any means. It was just one of those acrobatic moments that stood out, and I wasn't expecting it. Was, and maybe I should have been expecting it, but I wasn't. Was when uh, uh, who was it? It was uh, Dakota Kai was outside the ring. She'd just gotten thrown out, and then uh, Ember Moon's standing up on the ropes, and then Shotzi comes flying in between her legs and takes out uh, right, right. Dakota Kai again. That was that was probably my favorite part of that match in particular. But mm-hmm. overall, it was great, and um, uh, yeah, to everything Jamie said, I agree wholeheartedly. See, and I I totally thought, especially after last week and my critique from last week, as as you guys know, I was not. I was not the kindest to Ember and Shotzi, who I do like both individually. I especially like Shotzi. But, you know, I, I had a lot of criti- criticism about them. Ring rust not really meshing well together. Sloppy match against the way, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's completely, completely 180'd on this. They, I thought this was going to be, of all the five matches, it's probably going to be the, eh, the, you know, the lowest match. And it definitely was not. It... From start from the opening bell, it was just set off. I don't like their tank either. I don't like the new tank, and here's why. It's it's too practical. Fair. It fits okay. two people. Her old tank was great because it was just, it was so small and weird and kind of you know it just goes with the kind of the the, the oddness of Shotzi Blackheart. This thing here is nice and big and it fits her comfortably. And I don't know. Anyway, uh, they were well together. There were spots all over the place. I'm still all in on Raquel Gonzalez. I will stand by my statement last week that I think that she is the modern, that she is the next coming of, of China. I think that she she came out looking the best mm-hmm. because she's only really been on the scene, like officially in front of the camera for about a year because it was Portland when she debuted for the most part, you know? And so only about a year and she's looking this good. They get a shot now at uh, Naya and... Uh, Shayna Baszler, which I'll have thoughts on that later. My hole. Uh, for <laughs> Nye hole. Um, yeah, that was supposed to be a joke. Never mind. <laughs> Nye. Nye. Fuck <laughs> you guys. But no. So they get a shot against them. I'll tell you what. That actually turns out to be a really great matchup there. Because uh, here's Raquel Gonzalez, somebody that Nia won't necessarily like murder. And the, the past storyline between Shayna and Dakota... That's great long-term payout. So I loved this. I thought this was this was the way you start a takeover. Start off, mm-hmm. I say again, four stars, I'm with you. Great start. So then we go from that match to what I know JJ and I think Nick were on the same wavelength. As, uh, this could be the match of the night. This could be the... The, yeah. the, the, the the show stealer of the North American Championship of Joey Gargano and Kushida, um, I Johnny Gargano maybe Johnny. That's what I said, didn't I? 
You totally said Joey. Ah, fuck it. Um. (laughs) Dude, fun fact. I had a buddy of mine in high school. His name is Joey Gargano. Perfect. See? See, that's what I was talking about the whole time, guys. Whole time. Um, So, Gargano comes out. um, He's walking out with the way. And then um, Austin Theory gets abducted while they're trying to walk out, which I thought was... You got chloroformed. It was silly. fantastic. It was silly. It was perfect because, like, you knew this match was going to go down. But the thing about this match that kind of blew me away because I've watched dozens, if not into the hundred area of Johnny Gargano matches, and Johnny Takeover, Johnny Wheelchair, if you will, he usually comes at a different style, and you could tell. Like this match for me, I felt like I was watching New Japan, like. Oh, yeah. Tons of submission attempts, really strong style here, you know, some flurries, everything. It was a thing of beauty. Uh, It was just an amazing match all the way through. Um, Gargano did end up beating Kushida straight, like no help, no nothing. He he won clean, which that surprised the shit out of me, to be honest with you. I was expecting something, Mm -hmm. Um, but he did win clean. So that kind of did make Kushida look kind of weak, but... That was the the negative of of the match because I mean there was lots of good stuff like hell Kushida hitting the one arm uh, the chicken wing suplex like right off the bat like boom it was like oh shit right. like things are going down like this is gonna be nuts so they set this whole level and then all these crazy ass submission attempts that both of them were doing like I'm a sucker for a good submission I think we all know that hashtag line tamer um, sure but God damn they were just pumping out things i've never seen before in a day in my life i'm like i want more of this i want more of this on american tv it was a clinic for sure it took me a a little minute to get into it it started a little slow for me but that may just be because my expectations were so high but it definitely delivered the whole way through it it paced really well i mean it it I agree with you uh, that it definitely felt more like a New Japan type of match because of the way it was paced. High spots, but lots of technical submissions. Reversal City. I mean, Kushida did some of the most, like, physics-bending reverses I think I've ever seen. Like, reversing a... a, pile driver suplex into a double DDT reverse back one and a half arm behind it just weird as like how how's that even possible stuff I'm a little frustrated I will say Jamie that because she has now been in NXT for two years this is his first title shot his first actual push and they kind of left let leave him at this point where it's like well where does he go now is he gonna stay in this feud with Gargano, which I don't think he would. I, I don't know. That's 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 kind of beyond the point. But the match itself was, it was as advertised. It was a complete banger. It was spot fest. Oh. It was great. Yeah. So I give this a four and a half stars personally. But the move of the night for me was that Spanish fly into a goddamn arm, arm bar. I'm Spanish like, fly what the into fuck an is this? Bar. And I want more of it in my life. Because God I know. damn. Like, I got all giddy. Like, nipples hard. Oh, my God. This is amazing. My nipples didn't get hard, but I was excited. Your nipples are hard right now. Shut the fuck up. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm hanging out with you guys, so. <laughs> You're hey. excited. Feel these nipples. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So, after this match, we went right into 
Um, the men's Dusty Cup Finals of MSK versus the diaper wearing grizzled young veterans. I still think Zach Gibson wears a freaking diaper. The more I see it, the more I think it. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> so I kind of feel like this was the match of the night. Um, Dude, um, me too. 100%. Um, um, but it's so hard to pick one. Like, that's the thing about this. So this match was paced at a breakneck speed. Like, I'm like, it was an adrenaline shot. You just kept going, yeah. going, going. There there was no let up. There was no slowdown. If it was, it was maybe for like, what, 30 seconds of the match? Um, it, was, it was not a match where you could go to the go to the fridge and get a beer real quick in the middle no. of it. It, just, you, it was so much stuff. Your eyes Dude, I watched it three times because I was afraid I missed something. Three <laughs> times I watched this match. Yeah, so... It was it was sick. Like that's all there is to it. If you have not watched it, do yourself a favor and watch it. If you're not going to watch it, then you know, enjoy time in hell because this match is so damn good. Um, so the good. the winner of the match was MSK. So MSK is the official Dusty Cup Men's Final Champions. Um, I give this match five stars personally, gents. Absolutely, I'm with you. I'd probably say I'm, four uh, three quarters. Just to be conservative about it, just in case. Well, that's the thing. It's like you know, I, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like throwing out. I personally, I like throw out the five star unless it's something that like blows my mind, like, like when you're tearing up. Right, like the Escalada de la Morta, where yeah. there was a, a, a <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, okay, you know, I understand. O- o- Omega and Page versus Young Bucks. Those are yes, yeah. you know, I understand. So, I, so f- four and three quarters to me is what the normal person. And I'm not. I don't mean to call you normal, but what the, the <laughs> other what anybody else would say five stars. I would, just, you know, I just like I have to reserve that personally. But uh, I do I, three things I want to just talk here. Then Nick, I want you to chime in on what you thought because one, Wesley is not human. He's no, just not human. And I, I, maybe they're holding it back because we saw pits of that in their other matches. But my God. What is what what is in his Wheaties? I want to know that. <laughs> it's the best MSK has looked. I'm gonna say that too, since they've been in there. Uh, maybe it's because they weren't talking at all. That helped a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they looked like a couple rascals. Rascals. Yeah. And my move of the night was in this match. It was a Tope Suicida Doomsday device on the yes, outside. Yes, love that match. Oh, so what? good. So good. That's that's the spot of the night for me right there. That Tope Suicida Doomsday device. Cut, please, more of that. My ma- my 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 spot of the night is not yet. It's actually in the next match. But Oh, okay. All right, Nick, other thoughts on this guy? So, I'm I'm going to be honest with you fellas. I had n- no idea who the hell MSK was before this. Um and they made me ashamed of that. Like after watching this match, oh, yeah. and then so I did a little. I went and I looked. I'm like, man, these guys just showed up in NXT like a month ago, and right. I get that they've been around in the indie circuit and they were in Impact for a while, but uh, NXT really stole these guys from everybody else. They're that good, um, and I am very pleased that they just went ahead and shot straight up to uh, to win this right out of the gate because they absolutely deserve it. Um, I don't know what their mic skills are like, but my God, their wrestling skills are just beyond the pale. 
everything was so good yeah they're lane storm man they're they're totally lane storm you could wrestle all day long but yeah. don't put a mic in their hand okay well they'll well, just Wesley's be uh... okay but uh, their their combined mic skills are <laughs> their, their timing in the ring does not reflect their timing on the mic let me just say that yeah. that's an excellent way to put it <laughs> now i was super impressed with them um i don't know what the hell msk stands for um I guess we'll probably find out, but I really enjoyed this match, and I look forward to seeing him wrestle more. Ditto. Ditto. All right, so now we are on to the um, co-main event. And Wait. Wait. Oh, wait. oh God. You're going to make me talk about him, aren't you? You, uh, you? I'll talk. You forgot one of the most fantastic spots of the night. I'm, I say that partly facetiously because you hate this so much, but Cameron Grimes. God damn it. His... No, no. It's my, it's my <laughs> turn. He's, we're not talking about it. Cameron, Cameron Grimes had as a rap video now for God, his Eat My Grits. It's fan. Watch it on YouTube. It's fucking great. All right, go for it, Jamie. No, I, no, sorry. it's not great. Don't give this guy a push. No. He, no, he's he's, no. Oh, he's getting super pushed, man. I am, I am on the Cameron Grimes bandwagon. I'm. All right, so here's the deal. I'm going to bash him until he wins the title. And if he ever wins the title, I will buy his shirt. And then I will publicly apologize Ooh. on here and on our and on our Twitter, at Total Spot Fest. That's at Total Spot Fest on Twitter. Yes, I will publicly just eat crow and talk about how great he is if he ever wins a title. You guys can mark it down. It's a thing. But until then, screw him and his stupid ass stonk thing you know because he should have held like the rest of us space apes but nope he sold out because he's a bitch it's all like donkey car okay twitter we, we gotta hit yeah we gotta hit Tam put that up on up. twitter let's, let's do this because we put gotta, that thing up there i want to see you in his shirt just for spite yeah i know you do i know you do all right i thought it was great go ahead so, so on to to actually something good that happened at xt um was the women's championship, the co-main event of Io Shirai going against Tony Storm, going against Mercedes Martinez. Um, if you had to pick the the worst match of the night, which is incredibly hard to do because all of them were good, I unfortunately am going to have to put this one in that category for myself. Yeah. Um, not that it wasn't a good match because it was a good match. It just, I don't know. Like Compared to everything else, it just didn't hit the mark like the other ones did it still hit but it just didn't hit as hard i guess um it's like you know when you're a kid and you listen you thought limb biscuit was really good and you then you grew up you know um it just doesn't hit the same right it hit the back it of the does day. not so it does not all right so you know it was a good match overall my spot of the night before we even get to the, the end of it <laughs> Was and I can confirm this. My sources have confirmed this that Tony Storm did in fact put John Cena through the announcer table in the match. I don't know if anybody saw that, but you saw her, saw her straight yeah. put him through that table. It fell completely there. Too bad you can't see John Cena, but it happened. That was my spot of the night. Hashtag Botch Club. Thank you very much. That was, that was so funny. What's interesting because I, I heard Triple H come on the media call after uh, the post to take over media call and you know talk about that botch because it, it wasn't a botch on anybody's fault it was a botch on the table and 
of course, you know, wait, you know, Bear's trying to sell it off like, oh, well, MSK and, you know, Grizzly Young Veterans yeah, yeah. hit the table so hard, it loosened it. It's like, shut up, shut up, Barrett. We, we, know, <laughs> we know the truth. But he, he confirmed that the match was supposed to be eight minutes longer is what it was billed as. Mm-hmm. That that's supposed to be a big – so whatever that was was going to be a big turning point spot that's going to lead to a whole other arc. And you could tell, especially Tony Storm, after that table kind of fell apart – was a little bit lost. Yeah, she definitely was. You could see it immediately. You could see, and 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 uh, I'm with you. This is probably the the worst of the matches here. That's a very high bar. Still, if this was the worst match, this is a match. This is a match that on a Raw or SmackDown pay per view would be like the the headliner. You know, as good as it was, but <laughs> yeah. co- comparatively, it wasn't. And you know, I wish we would have been able to see that additional eight minutes, but on the other hand, it is good to get a little bit of a reprieve when you're going through this much unbelievableness in one pay-per-view, you know? It's a fair point. Yeah, so to, to summarize, Io Shirai did successfully defend it, and actually the ending was pretty sick. So um, Mercedes Martinez was was getting covered by Tony after Tony hit Storm Zero, um, and then EO did a moonsault off the top, which actually looked like she hit, uh, Mercedes Martinez's knee pretty damn hard. Uh, but then stiff. She, yeah, it looked, it looked pretty hard. And then she, um, got the cover one, two, three and EO retained. So my question is to you gentlemen, who's next? Like, I mean, not Goldberg style, but you know what I'm saying? Like who's next for EO? <laughs> for EO, you mean? Yeah. For EO. Who's next for EO? If 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 she weren't tied to Dakota Kai, I'd go with Raquel, but she is so. Until the, until at least they wrap up that the whole tag team title thing, which I, my inclination is they won't put the tag titles in NXT. Just right or wrong, they probably won't do that. Yeah. So even though technically it makes more sense as the best women's division in wrestling, give them more titles to play with. But whatever, I digress. I don't know, to be honest with you, because who's left? Candice LeRae has had ad nauseum shots. She hasn't mm-hmm. been able to do it. Shotzi had a shot. You think she'd be up there. Ember Moon? Maybe she gets a push. Maybe Zia Lee now. That would be interesting to see. I would love to see Zia Lee and uh, uh, Shirai. You know, China versus Japan. You know, this kind of new warrior princess with the I'm not gonna get into that yeah uh, <laughs> yeah please please <laughs> but you know I don't know really I hate to even say it like this because I'm I very rarely have issues with the long-term plans with a lot of NXT but they've almost painted EO into a corner here that who can beat her I don't know maybe Zaya I don't know Valkyrie I'm calling it now She's going to debut and just go straight into that. Maybe Mania weekend. Yep, I think I think they start it on Wednesday between those two, and she takes it from her. Okay, because she's like the it. only one. She's the only one who she hasn't. Io is legit beat every damn person other than Raquel Gonzalez. Like she has beaten everybody except for Taylor. I think she's beaten Raquel Gonzalez in like a like a three like a, a triple threat too. So. Oh yeah, well then there you go. Then she's legit. Technically, she had uh, yeah. She, who who is left for her to beat? That's a great, you know. Yeah, because I think the Zia Lee thing they're gonna do with the uh, Casey Catanzaro and Cadence, whatever her name Kane is, Carter. Yeah, Kate yeah. Carter. Um, you know, I think they're gonna end up doing a you know 
a, a program, but yeah, it just makes sense for Valkyrie be be the person, in my opinion. Right. It makes me a slight bit nervous because remember this is kind of where they ended up with before uh, Becky Lynch ended up going off to you know to have a baby and whatnot, but they had more or less done the same thing with Becky Lynch where there was nobody left for her to fight. She, she beat everybody, mm-hmm. so she just was the champion just kind of there, you know? And it makes me slightly bit nervous because they, well, I fear that they will take the belt, just drop it to whoever, and then move her up to the main roster where she'll get buried. So I hope that's not the case, but I got that bad feeling, you know, because Eels, Eels, probably my favorite women women's wrestler in NXT by far. Agreed. So I'm right there with uh, you. We'll see what happens, but I like that Tara Valkyrie angle. I think that'd be good. She's got to have a real opponent, though. And as much as I love EO, she's got to drop the belt, or it's just it's it's starting to get to the point where it's you don't even believe. Like, like, did you guys during this match? Let me ask both of you. Did you think before or during the match that Martinez or Storm were going to walk out of there with the the title at all? No, I no, no way. No. no, no way. It it never crossed my mind to be honest right. with you. It's it, like watching it was a Roman kind of, Reigns match. You know, you yeah, know he's it, not going to lose, so what's the point? Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, too, like, we all know, like, as wrestling fans, it's more about the chase than actually getting it. So, like, the rise of Becky Lynch, it was about the chase getting to that point. Because when right. we knew at WrestleMania, we knew she's going to get it. And then what happens after she gets it? Like, she's done it all now. Like, and they've done that to so many people. Like, that's what they did so right with Stone Cold. It was about the chase. He'd get it. And then he wouldn't get it because something would happen. And then the chase continues. And then he finally did get it. And then they found a way to screw him over to create the chase. Like, that's what they probably need to do is find a way to screw her over. But they don't have anything set to do that. William Regal is not that guy. So, you know, I think she's not in in that, that Josie Judas anymore where it's like now she's complete face, even though her character really isn't a face character. So... Mm -hmm. How do you screw her over? Who does it? Get, like, nobody Valkyrie. hates her. Valkyrie has Valkyrie to come would in. Be the one. That would be the best setup. But you know, since we're not creative and we're just fans, you know, we're just marking out right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're speculating, but it'll be, so, it'll be fun to see when she debuts. I can't wait for that. So, all right. So let's just get back on track for the the the, the finale of Takeover, which co match of the night for all the different reasons than the MSK match. Uh, this is for the championship, Finn Balor and Pete Dunne. Um, I actually did pick Pete Dunne in an upset just because I knew no way in hell he's actually going to win, but I just wanted to be that guy. <laughs> um, okay. Spoiler alert. Great freaking match. Like I, I can't say enough about how technically amazing this match really was. A like, clinic. It was, yeah. Like Again, like... So we we saw Japanese style wrestling, we saw American Spot Fest wrestling, and now we get Grade A English style wrestling. Control the mat, submissions that are meant to inflict pain, which those guys sold the shit out of all of it. Like mm-hmm. I have to give it up to Pete Dunne. Uh, he sold his knee injury so much, which you know I'm not going to get into the fact that he did look like a carrot. Um, <laughs> Megan actually pointed it out to me. She's like, "Does he look kind of orange?" I'm like, "Yeah, with the green kick pads. Holy shit!" Um, but yeah, yeah. so it's uh, God, it was beautiful. It ends up obviously ba- uh, Balor retains, but that's not the big thing. Let's go. Let's talk about the match, and then we'll talk r- about what happened yeah, right after the yeah. match. Yeah, before you get, before you get to that, I do want to say because 
it was a technical clinic. I will say this, that I can understand where there might be some who maybe aren't as big of into British wrestling scene or British strong style as it's called, uh, UK wrestling. It, the pace of it is a slower pace intentionally. It doesn't have this, it's, it, it's a lot more of that long story arc, the kind of flowing, you know, like very mat based and finger, you know, spots and then picking, picking a piece and tearing it apart of your opponent. So I can understand that. I am not the hugest fan of British strong style. So I like to have a match with a good, good setup. So starts off slow, builds up, gets to the crescendo and then just fucking plateaus at, at ridiculous levels. That's my preferred match. MSK was that it was, was basically at the plateau the whole time. Gargano and Kushida was very much followed a similar kind of curvature arc. This was very much a more methodical path upward. So I get that during the match. I felt at times just because, like I said, it's not necessarily my biggest cup of tea, British Strong Style, but I felt at times that this was, until what happened afterwards, I thought, this whole thing is just filler for Karrion Cross. I know it. It's like, that's all they're going to do. It's like, this Finn's going to feud with Karrion Cross, and I felt bad for Dunn because he was putting in a technical clinic, so... I thought it was fan. I thought it was great, but like I said, it wasn't necessarily my personal favorite style of match. So that's why it's not. A, it's not a five star match for me. It's it's a four star, solid four star. But that's what I thought. Yeah, I uh, I agree for the most part. It's it's yeah. It's definitely one of those matches where you're not getting huge spots by any means. But the just these guys are technicians and so when you're watching them work and it's just all killer no filler um you you can't walk away with anything right, right. but total respect for uh for what they did and you know and their craft so it was an excellent match loved it but uh but yeah it's not going to be um fireworks at, at different places so it's yeah i think you summed it up pretty nicely jj it's it's like watching an old bret hart match like that's exactly what it's the like. excellence it's exactly of execution like, like it, it, it was it was and and i love that stuff i i geek out on all the styles i enjoy the different styles i gave this a four and a half personally well th- this whole pay-per-view before you wrap it up here the last bit i don't want to just talk about that jamie because this pay-per-view had what you needed you had two great women's matches one of them unfortunately got spoiled a little bit because of you know the table botch, but you had good women's wrestling. You had three very distinctive types of styles of matches, like you said. There's one that felt like a Japanese style, one that was very much the American spot fest, and this this British strong style. You got something if you liked wrestling and you have a certain type of wrestling, you saw it on this pay per view in mm-hmm. one way or another. That's mm-hmm. that's such a smart booking. I don't know if anybody's – I don't know when the last time somebody did that for real. I like give you that many different types of ice cream on the same plate. Yeah. yeah. No, that's Baskin a great Robbins. way to put it. <clears throat> yeah, just basket. Okay, well then, there. other than basket. Okay, fuck it. My, my analogy just went down the drain. Move on. You're welcome. Okay, okay. so right after the match happened, uh, this is when it gets really, 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 Woo! really, really good. So the Undisputed Era comes out. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. Well, well first. I'm oh, sorry. No, no, first. No, no, no. They didn't come out first, remember? 
Oh. It, it was it was Lorcan and Birch. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finn, Finn was backing sorry. up, backing Lork, out of the ring. Sorry, thought, yeah, my fault. My thought, fault. He, Lorcan and Birch. My bad. My yeah. bad. My bad. Lorcan and Birch come out, um, and they start trying to beat the hell out of 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 Finn. Then Undisputed Era comes out to make the save. That's what happened. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to get to the end. Come on. I just want to get to the end. Um, so they come out, make the save. Lark. Uh, Orny Lorcan and and uh, Orny Lorcan, sorry, Orny, Jesus. Um, Orny. They get them out of there, um, and then it's Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, and um, why well, can't I think of Roger Strong? Roger Strong, thank you. Um, they're in there and they're standing right by uh, Balor. They get him up, and freaking Adam Cole super kicks Finn Balor right in the chops, and it was beautiful because right before that you know because he has he's had beef with with uh undisputed air for a while he was talking to kyle o'reilly and kyle's like you know hey come on we got you kyle helps him up and then boom he hits him right after that he's just like what 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 and kyle kind of gets in 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 uh um his face and uh, i can't even talk in adam cole's face and because i'm so excited i'm sorry straight (laughs) super kicks Kyle O'Reilly in the face. And then he's trying to talk to Roger Strong, like, come on, come with me, come with me. And and Strong actually stayed in the ring, and Adam Cole left the ring. But he not only super kicked Finn Balor in the face, but he got Kyle O'Reilly. So my question is, and I think we know the answer to this, is at the end of the Undisputed Era. That's... That's a fantastic question because the take on it that I had too, and my personal favorite in all of that was Roderick Strong because it was great how they did it. You know, they, this, this whole like jealousy angle and you could see it brewing for weeks about how much they respect each other, Kyle and, 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 uh, uh, Finn. And when they, when they were kind of doing their little love fest before he got super kicked, I was not, I was like, no, let's not have these two go at it again. <laughs> in, in in a match that's going to be thirty minutes and be great, but have Finn win and you know break another bone in Kyle O'Reilly's body. Let's not do that. But you can see them building it up for weeks, and it's always kind of just like if you look. And I didn't really notice it as well, but when you go back and look at some of the old stuff, you can see the the kind of the jealousy in Adam Cole's eyes of great how he did it but he kicks him kicks kicks Kyle O'Reilly and then Roderick Strong is like the lost puppy he's like that child parents got divorced they're sitting at the mall one's <laughs> one's at Sbarro and the other one is at Auntie Annie's and he doesn't know where the fuck to go to get his food that's what he's just like so is is Adam Cole a blowing up the Undisputed Era is he kicking out Kyle O'Reilly Bobby Fish, is he going to come back like that guy who's been on vacation and then realizes his wife's been cheating on him? Like, what the fuck just happened? I mean, I loved every second of this once the kick started flying. And I loved Roderick Strong the best because therein lies the biggest part of the story. Everybody's like, oh, you, Underspeed Air is dead. It's dead. It's dead. Is it? Is it changing, though? Yeah, it's changing. I got a better question for you, though, guys. What the hell's the point of being the NXT champion if all you're going to do is get jumped after the match and kicked <laughs> in the face? <laughs> he got carried out on a stretcher. 
You need a stable. <laughs> what the hell's? You need, the, you need to have a stable. NXT, you need to have a stable. Because if you don't, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you every week. Or you're carrying a cross. And then you have the Scarlet Bardot just, you know. Yeah, that's all you need. Settle down there. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, you got to okay. be careful. You got to sparse that Scarlet out does a little that to bit. People. <laughs> yeah. so, but, but, so, so what do you do now? Carry a cross? Because Finn, Finn Balor is still champion. Obviously, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly is a thing that would make a a stupid WrestleMania takeover weekend, you know, un, like Falls Count Anywhere, Blood Feud, sure. But Karrion Cross is in, I mean, now what we thought was one of their weaknesses for the past several months because everybody was injured or hurt or out or whatever. Now that cha- that title picture is looking good because there's angles upon angles upon angles. So yep. one one of the things I do want to point out though, and it was honestly after it was the day after, and one of the things that happens is Adam Cole he streams, and w- right before he started his stream, right. he talked about it. Like he only said one thing about it, and that was it. And then he went on and act like nothing happened, which is a total heel move, and I applaud him so much, love much him for, for it. that. But he basically said I had to do it. I. It was it was right. What I did was absolutely right, and they just went on and did a thing. So he definitely planted a seed there. Like I, I I can't put my finger on what the end game is, and I love that because typically, as you know, WWE is very obvious what's going to happen. Like we don't know if the undisputed era is done, and I pray to God they're not because I freaking love that. And I if they get rid of the boom. So help me God, I'm going to cry myself <laughs> to sleep probably a few nights because that is just such a great entrance and how they do it. And ah, man, like they can't just break a, it up. Just imagine the pop if there was a, a full audience there for that. Oh my God. People would have been lost big. their damn mind. Yeah, they have lost their damn minds. Instead of the yeah. 67 people that were in attendance. <laughs> I say Adam Cole walks. Ah, He's leaving. I think what they're it, it, it could be anything. So I think they're going to probably set up this. This is why I think they're going to set up. They're going to set up a tag team match first of Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor versus Adam Cole and Roderick Strong, and because Roderick Strong's conflicted, but he's still going with with his boss, you know, his his faction boss, if you will. And then something happens, and um, they. I think Adam Cole and them are going to lose and Adam Cole's going to take it out on Roger strong. He's going to super kick him. And then Kyle O'Reilly and all of them come to the defense. And then yes, at that point, the undisputed era will be dead or he'll just get new people, which they got plenty of new talent. He could easily rebuild it. I don't know. Thoughts. I, you know, I, anything's up in the air. I don't want to make too, I want to see this week's NXT before I make any sort of predictions because it's still, that's our last little taste of everything. So I want to, you know, it could, it could be, it could be even as far as and this is really reaching. I know that, that he dumps them, picks up, uh, Dunn and Logan and Birch as the new undisputed despite them. I, I don't know. It could be anything. So let's wait and see. I think most likely I agree with Nick. I think he's just, he's going to go solo. He's, it's, he's, he's his own man. Kind of like Tommaso, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was Vengeance Day. And Bruce Pritchard was not involved because Bruce Pritchard was too busy sabotaging 
his current workforce and Monday Night Raw. Um, but 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 ha- ha- having a newbie do it though. Yeah, yeah. This is what we're gonna do. I need you to go out there and tell these people that they're not getting raises or bonuses. Oh, why can't oh, I God. do it? Why can't I do it? It's simple, man. It's your it's your job, man. Vince told me personally to tell you. Do you, you want to keep this so job? Yeah. Do you like what you do? Because if you don't, if you make me do this, I gotta tell Vince, and you know that's not gonna end well for you. Just, just fucking do it, okay? <laughs> in scene. All right. So, JJ, you're gonna recap. Uh, I am. Well, before WWE. we do that, we did, we want to do a match of the night. What was your match? What was your match or your moment of the night from? Uh, okay. uh, yeah, Ma- match of the night, Nick. MSK versus them other guys. <laughs> versus, hashtag diaper bottom. The diaper, the diaper duo. The one, yeah, the ones with incontinence. Jamie, what was yours? Um, I will agree that that was the match, but my spot of the night of of this was definitely Tony Storm putting John Cena through a table for sure. <laughs> my match of the night, surprisingly enough, and you guys are gonna love this. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus uh, Shotzi and Ember Moon. Damn good match. Yeah, it, it was. It I think it I think it was because that's the one that surprised me and how good it was. And I love nothing more than a pay per view that starts off with just a straight banger. So we got one. That was that was the match of the night for me. So all right, man. <clears throat> so what about Edge? Edge, Edge wasn't there. Oh, no, no, I said I ain't mad at you. <laughs> yeah. we, we don't talk about geriatric wrestlers who got the spot That's at right. WrestleMania over guys who've been working their ass off. Oh, God. That's right. There, there goes my blood pressure. It's creeping up now. Thanks. <laughs> so let's let's talk about it real quick. So um, I'm going to transition as seamlessly as possible into half-ass recap here for both SmackDown and... And for Raw, I'm just going to plow through this stuff, too, because there's a couple couple things here and there that I want to focus on. Starting with SmackDown, uh, you, you began the night with Roman Reigns confronting Adam Pierce, Adam Pierce, and and, you know, telling him what's going to happen for Elimination Chamber. Adam Pierce uh, then announces that the the. SmackDown Elimination Chamber match is going to be the six competitors uh male competitors and the winner of that match will fight Roman Reigns later on in the same night for the universal title. So moral of that story is there's no women's elimination chamber this year, which doesn't surprise you if you look at what they're doing with Raw and SmackDown's women's roster. He also announces uh, Jay Uso and Kevin Owens as the first two members of the elimination chamber on SmackDown. Follow that up with uh, first qualifier of the night. It's going to be the Mysterios, Dominic and Rey Mysterio versus Corbin and Sammy Zayn. Uh, Sammy Zayn, Baron Corbin, they win it. They're going to the Elimination Chamber. And then you go backstage, Reginald's delivering a drink to Sasha Banks ominously. I, I, don't, I don't know. Oh my Fucking God. Reginald. So done with this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh Big E versus Nakamura is next, which makes me just feel sad for Nakamura. It's like, what? Look what! Look what they've done to you. You were the biggest when he signed with NXT. It was at the time the biggest holy shit moment. Like this guy actually signed with Shinsuke Nakamura. Actually signed with WWE, 
and it, whatever biggie won there was interference by apollo cruz they're the 50 50 booking who knows what's going on mm-hmm. uh, after that was one of the few moments of the night i do want to just talk briefly to actually talk about and it was seth rollins returning to wwe so he came out and addressed the whole locker room. If this looks familiar, it's because it is ex- almost exactly what he did on Raw, what was it, a year and a half ago, whenever he started the whole Mashiach shtick or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the whole locker room was out there. He starts addressing them. Uh, his old music is back, by the way. Uh, also, something that's new with him is leather. And I mean leather on leather on leather he had a leather suit sport coat leather pants with a leather button-up shirt and a leather tie and that's a lot of leather for any man let alone Mm -hmm. you know crossfit jesus so i mean even even like a dominatrix is like jesus you need to you need to settle down on the leather buddy right right mistress t is sitting over saying "Ooh, that's too much leather uh I'll pay the food so, that much. So he, he starts off by so but his old music's back, so that's cool and all. So you're thinking, okay, cool. So he's abandoned. He starts off by talking about greatest thing that happened to him, having a daughter. Good, 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 good. You know, actual real world segment and you know, that type of bringing it in. This means he's changed. He's not going to be the Messiah anymore. Nah, nah, no, fuck that. He's the same guy. So everybody starts to leave. Cesaro's the only one left, and. And he he Cesaro kind of just looks at him and then finds like eh fuck it and he walks off and then of course uh, Rollins goes after Cesaro, uh, whatever I don't know what they're, I have no idea what they're doing with that Cesaro Daniel Bryan comes out to save Cesaro we've seen that feud already with Rollins and Bryan yeah Rollins is back yay so how do you follow that up you follow that up by making JJ so happy and have Bailey versus Liv Morgan so. I still I don't know what the hell they're doing with Bailey. I really don't. Bailey released a tweet today that said she would love to f- fight Io Shirai. That's the first thing that I thought in months that there's something for Bailey to actually do that might be worth my watch because this storyline has going, which is obviously going nowhere. It does nobody any good. It makes JJ angry because JJ really likes Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. Hey Ruby, and I don't know. <laughs> What the fuck they're doing? Billy Kay comes out with her apology resume. It's her headshot, but it's got Ruby and Billy's Ruby and Liv's faces on it, and a big and and Ruby's just like frustrated. She takes them and like throws them to the side, but that of course goes directly in the ring, and that makes the referee become a janitor all of a sudden. And you know Bailey rakes the eyes, gets the win. It's just, what's the point? Why are we doing this? So JJ mad with that. Follow that up with a Street Profits versus Otis and Chad Gable match. Otis and Chad Gable, who are both in perfectly fine tag teams, are now in a tag team with each other. I mean, Gable's even wearing an American Al- American Alpha jacket. Like, just just a piss on us, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Street Profits win. Street Profits is great, of course. Montez Ford is, is a freak. He is, un- he is so undervalued. He would be... He would be a top guy on any other promotion. I think we can all agree on that. Did you see that five? That I I, I like to call that the um, smoke star frog splash. Because yes. Jesus Christ, like I've never seen anybody get that high. Like he, he, 
RVD gets does, high, but just... not that kind of high. If you know what I'm saying, he's he's higher than Matt Riddle. <laughs> anyway, well, Street Profits won. Nick. Fuck you, Nick. Not even a pity laugh. <laughs> Are you texting? You, I see your video. You're like texting somebody, and you. I was check. I was checking our Twitter feed. God damn it! That that <laughs> is <laughs> fucking Nick. That that is uh, at uh, Total Spot Fest. On Total Spot Fest. All right, next match: Sasha Banks. Uh, no, it wasn't. A, it back. wasn't even a match. This is oh, okay. Mm. So Sasha Banks comes out to talk to Bianca Belair. So like, finally, something I can get. They're going to start this so they can have this at Mania. Everybody knows this is where it's going. This should be good-ish, right? This will be something, okay? Uh, no, because they get interrupted by... So you thought I was going to say Carmella, but actually it was Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Because why the fuck not, you know? Uh they they actually played the My Hole video, so now WWE has uh, totally abandoned the whole scrubbing of My Hole, and they're embracing it yeah. when they found out that it, it owned the internet last week. Uh, and, you know, Sasha and Bianca, who never said a bad word to each other, they're now, like, beating up on Nia and Shayna. If they give them a title shot before the Riot Squad, I might just drive to Connecticut and burn down WWE headquarters. It you, it very well could happen. You might as well start buying some supplies because you know that's what's going to happen. You know that's what's going to happen. I'm sorry. I, just start, know, just start emotionally adjusting to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a damn shame, too. My God. I mean, you know, just... Oh. Finally, they end the night with Ziggler and Rude versus Cesaro and Daniel Bryan as the other qualifier. Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, they're going to the Elimination Chamber. SmackDown was, it, as you know, we've said before, SmackDown has been the better of the shows for several months now. This was this was not a, uh, this is not the case. This this was this was shit on a stick that was covered in shit and then deep fried. <laughs> And then served on a uh, on a KU Jayhawks football platter with more shit. <laughs> there was shit on shit on shit on shit on shit. I don't appreciate that, but you're accurate. <laughs> I, I said football to make it better for you, okay? I know. You know hey, Adidas is paying the bills, baby. Adidas <laughs> is paying the bills. I, I okay, completely off subject, but I do love the fact, and, and I, I said last week, Jamie's Jamie's a KU guy. I'm an MU guy. So we do have college rivalry thing. I did find it hilarious that Twitter is just blowing up because Bob Self said today in an interview that because of all the all the inter, all the investigations going on, it's hampered their recruiting. And it's like, well, no shit. You get caught paying, you know, recruits families with Adidas money, and that might hurt your recruiting. All right, sorry. Yeah, shocker, shocker. <laughs> the internet was not kind to his comments. The internet did to him what we all did to Nia Jax's hole. Wow, that sounded bad. Sorry. That's okay. But, but did it really though? <laughs> I don't think it really did. Uh, so that was that was SmackDown. It was it was it was it was bad. Raw surprisingly raised the bar from that. It's not hard because that episode was so crap. Now Raw has been terrible. I'm right? glad I missed SmackDown, man. <laughs> you, you didn't miss anything. Well, well hold on, JJ hold on. But before, almost before you... JJ sitting there watching it, thinking to himself in the second half. I am missing the first period of the St. Louis Blues game for this. Really? Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. 
but no, I shouldn't have. But the big thing, my big story from this was actually what happened after SmackDown. Because we all agree that SmackDown sucked. But Cesaro's promo on the Smack Talk oh, right, or whatever. Right. The Jesus, show, like, yeah. that put, that, I got chills from that. It was so damn good. Like, he basically a- just said, like, you work hard. I love this. I've never got a title shot, but I love it, and I'd never trade it for anything. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, that 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 made me love him that much more and why he deserves a title shot more than anybody on the damn roster. Because, I mean, he has put in his dues, and he's done the Swiss Superman and then the James Bond shtick and all these other <laughs> bullshit things and... The we, you know, the, the we, the people, yeah, and yeah. Oh God, I forgot about which, that. How is he a true American? He's Swiss. Whatever. Um, <laughs> that was great. If you haven't checked that out, go to our go to our Twitter. That is at Total Spot Fest, and that we did retweet that video. Fantastic. Cesaro is. Well, I mean, he just signed a, bo- a new kind of for a boatload of money, so of course he's going to say, yeah, he, he loves this shit. I mean, sure, yeah. <laughs> That was SmackDown. Raw, on the other hand, actually was halfway. It ended up being okay. <clears throat> uh. I know that's a very low bar there. And here's why I'll say that. So, start off, Miss TV with Drew McIntyre. Yeah, snooze fest, no one cares. Miz removed himself from the Elimination Chamber, okay? Mm-hmm. Everything good's going to be in the last bit. So, I'm just going to plow through all the crap here. Uh, Riddle, Lucha House Party was the first match. They fought off against the. Hurt Business, Riddle and Lucha House Party won. Okay, sure. It led to Lashley just completely murdering Riddle again. Did we already see this like six consecutive weeks? This is the male equivalent of Lana being put through a table. Okay, okay. Uh, (laughs) The next part I know is going to get... Uh, gonna get you both super excited because backstage we have Mandy Rose. Everyone loves Mandy Rose, right? Mm-hmm. She looks fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. I know, so fantastic. So, what was her what was her angle for this show to flirt with Bad Bunny behind in the backstage area? Yep, it's Bad Bunny. Fucker. Uh, <laughs> and that's all. That's all she was there for. She was wearing his shirt. I'm wearing your shirt, and it's just like, God, what are they doing to you, Mandy? Even the thing with Otis is better than this crap. But yeah, he just flo- he just. She's just back there to flirt with Bad Bunny. He's um, Bad Bunny. And then Kira Tazala in front of them pins our uh, 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 truth And then Damian Priest knocks out our truth and lets Bad Bunny win the 24-7 title. So Bad Bunny is officially a champion in WWE. He's Bad Bunny. I, I can't <laughs> wait for WrestleMania weekend to be over. so that Because it's going to be, everybody knows it's going to be Bad Bunny. And Damian Priest versus Miz and Morrison at WrestleMania. Please make it stop. But that's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> They'll never make it stop. Playa. Oh, I mean, God. Playa. <laughs> I, did re- I did read somewhere. He actually is working out at the uh, Performance Center. So kudos. At least that. You know, at least he's giving it. And, and he's even so. inspired Bow Wow. Bow Wow's been getting a lot of heat I for know. it. Dude. Like, like, it's Bow Wow like, is going to show up. Ass. It's hilarious. He'll probably show up and interfere to help Bad Bunny get the win at WrestleMania. That's probably what the fuck's going to happen because because the wrestling gods hate me, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, like Bad Bunny be like, he's Bad Bunny. No, wait. It's Bow Wow. They're going to be Bow a tag wow team called Bad Bow Wow. Yeah. 
God damn. God. Oh, WWE, how I loathe you. Okay, proceed. Moving um, moving in, moving into actual tag team news. Here comes the New Day next. They're, they're going backstage, interrupting Adam Pierce. Well, hold uh, on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, JJ. You know no, I love no. you. I don't mean to speak out of turn. No, but there please. was some there was something that just gave me douche chills, like some COVID nineteen level douche chills. You gotta talk about Ric Flair. Oh, that's coming. You, I I'm not there yet, dude. Oh no, sh- dude. I'm sorry. You didn't watch this goddamn show, and you're telling me that I'm out of order. No, it's totally my fault. <laughs> you're out I'm of not order. out of order. This whole court's out of order. That is that is that is coming. I, I want to get through the crap first so I can get there. Okay, don't worry, buddy. I got you. All right? Yeah, my blood's a boiling, ready for this one. So yeah, let's just get to I, it. I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep it so we don't lose to all of our shit. Sorry, so. JJ. My bad, right, man. You're 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 not sorry, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> new day behind the stage. Interrupt Adam Cole. Kofi is now uh, vying to because he should be in the elimination chamber. And you think about it, there's three heels and two faces. Yeah, it's going to be Kofi. But Kofi uh, it was confronted by uh, they brought in um, Miz. Miz is trying to get Morrison into the elimination chamber. So your main you, you know your ma- your main event before the gauntlet match tonight because there's a gauntlet match for uh, all the EC competitors is going to be Kofi and Miz to determine if it's going to be Kofi or going to be Morrison as the sixth person in the chamber. Uh, I do love that Xavier Woods starts off this whole uh, this whole stick with asking Adam Pierce why he has not been given the opportunity to settle his feud with Retribution uh, by fighting Reckoning Mia Yim. I love it. He, he just he not letting it drop. Please, please, the one thing that would redeem this show. Give me Mia Yim versus Xavier Woods. Give it to me. Yes, please. Wait, Won't happen. Which- yeah, which also we'd like to congratulate Mia Yim and Keith Lee on their engagement. Getting married. About time he dropped on that knee and popped the question, Keith. But absolutely. So after this is when there's a tag team match between Charlotte and Oscar versus Peyton and Lacey Evans. So you were just one section ahead. I'm man. sorry, That's man. All. I feel terrible. So this match... As Nick feels terrible, this match was fucking terrible. Okay, <laughs> at least at least Ric Flair didn't need a walker to get to the ring th- tonight, but it was bad. Oscar is your champion, and you would you forgot she was even at the ring in the middle oh, of the match. Yeah, it, you, know, you know Peyton's getting bare. It's, it's just everything's bad. Everything's bad. The the turn happens. And we're going to talk about this for a hot minute because it deserves it. But the turn happens that Peyton takes in uh, a begrudgingly, I would say, tags uh, Lacey Evans in. And Charlotte's in the ring. She's like, come on, let's go. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm not getting in the ring. And it's, so she's pulling that, oh, I don't want to face you, whatever, the bitch move. We've seen it a million times. Mm-hmm. She backs down off the ring, starts walking up the, the ramp, gets a microphone, says she's not going to face her because she's pregnant, presumably with Ric Flair's baby. Fucking ridiculous. That's all I got to say. Fucking ridiculous. Jesus Christ. Bruce Pritchard, this is a fucking Bruce Pritchard thing 
all over. Okay, I'm going. Well, well, I'm fucking no. going on this. So, so first off, she actually is legit. I, I knew you were. Yeah, she she's legit pregnant. She's legit fucking pregnant. That's the thing. She's actually pregnant. They've cuckolded her fucking husband. Okay, I'm stopping. Go, yeah, go, she's go. she got pregnant by her real husband. But then, of course, Bruce Bertrand's like, hey, we can work this to the fucking angle, guys. So this is what we're going to do. Rick, we're going to say you got your 85-year-old semen in her, and then now you're the daddy, and it's just going to make everything better and everybody's gonna be like oh my god it's rick flair woo and everybody's gonna love it right right no not one fucking person on the face of the earth loves it and you know who doesn't love it more than me the more than me is fucking charlotte if you could just see her face you saw her face like she's like i'm fucking in this storyline we, we apologize to charlotte on on twitter you know our our, our Twitter uh, at Total Spot Fest, um, but you know it's just like fucking a, like oh my god. Sorry, I'm done because no, this is why beautiful. I don't watch Raw anymore because of bullshit like this and Bruce Pritchard doing the dumbest fucking things of saying that 85 year old Ric Flair got. 20 something year old Lacey Evans pregnant. Not believable at all. Well, see, you know what? And that's the thing. I mean, the whole thing's dumb as hell on its face. But we we come from the Attitude Era. So we like our Jerry Springer stuff here and there. But there's it's got to be good. Measure you can't mouth. You can't just throw out something like that. And, and it just... It's it's so bad. It's so bad. It's... Uh, I felt <laughs> embarrassed in the privacy of my own home viewing it i should not feel embarrassed for people that i don't know personally it it, it just it made you sick and the the, the the last two things before before we continue forward that drove me just insane first of all like i said hey you know her fucking husband it's like you better get a goddamn pay raise what i'd be telling her because <laughs> he's a cuckold if you remember it was less it was a it was a little over a year ago that <clears throat> that uh um lacy was in a big angle against sasha banks as the family woman with her husband and 12 year old daughter at ringside for the whole fucking that's thing. right yeah oh don't even worry about that that doesn't exist anymore she's just fucking rick flair come <laughs> on come <laughs> the fuck on uh it's and true the second thing is like so there's no so oscar you know, so there's no. Is, is there not going to be a title match? Are you just going to have her squash Peyton on the pre-show this Sunday? Probably. I mean, come on. What the? What the fuck? Why you even start this? It does give them an out to turn uh, Rick back to face, and it's like you don't even need to. Rick, Rick needs to goddamn retire. He should it's be a- doing book signings, and that's about it. It's enough with Ric Flair already. It is I- enough with Ric Flair already. Now look. He, in my opinion, is the Michael Jordan equivalent. He's of the professional greatest. I, I go back and forth about but getting Michael a Ric Flair Jordan, tattoo all the time. Michael Jordan is not in the middle of every game, looking stupid, ruining his legacy. Let Ric Flair go. Send him out to pasture. <laughs> does he need the money? I think he does. That's anyway. Then, then he needs to get cameo. And then people will be ordering shit left and right from him. Because, you know, if he got there a cameo, go. I would totally get one for Nick. I would totally get one. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. And Absolutely. I would happily accept. Yeah. See? 
We do we'll, that. We'll f- Just not, not, not the father I'm, shit. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is not going away because unlike Becky, where they just let her let just you know we're gonna pay you indefinitely, take however much time you need off to have a whole family, and we don't give a shit. They're gonna draw this out on TV every Monday for us, so look forward to that. I mean, uh, I after- mean, even Hornswoggle McMahon is like, God <laughs> damn, this is a dumb storyline. I know. For I mean, all this those is- who don't remember that. <laughs> I can't think of I can't think of an angle more just stupid. You know, there there's a poorly done, you know, like it's always has to do with sex somehow. There was an angle in TNA back when uh, AJ Styles was the top was the champion top guy. There's an angle they did where I can't remember who it was. It was Kazarian. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But there was this girl, Claire, and he was having an affair with Claire. And there's like, no, oh, no, no, you slept with Dixie Carter. And it's just, it was, it's, it, 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 it was terrible. It was a terrible angle. This beats it not even by an, by a, close measure this is just leaps and bounds just one of the worst angles i think i've seen in god knows how long Come the last on. time i felt like this was uh the um um uh, what's his name and uh lana that giant oh, oh yeah yeah lashley and lana lashley yeah. and lana that, that's the last time that i felt like this but this is just so much worse they're openly <sighs> i mean they, they've gone into a cuckold uh uh promote that that's bruce Pritchett's new thing it's like who can i cuckold this year you know yeah uh, they like, need to send him out the pasture too well the, yes you know, please <laughs> for all of us <laughs> all right after this after this yes, there was an actual on. good there was the the first of the night there was an actual wrestling match that was actually watchable uh, and it was actually a good one. Kofi and the Miz, a decent Kofi. So good to see Kofi, especially after all this shit that we've seen for the last hour and a half. It was good. It was a good match. Kofi ended up winning. Uh, sets him up for he's now in the elimination chamber. And surprise, he's in the uh, gauntlet match coming up in a few minutes. Follow that up with a promo by Randy Orton. Randy Orton starts going off, and Randy's always good on the mic. Gets interrupted halfway through it by a returning Alexa Bliss, thank God. And Alexa is now sitting in a dark room. Uh, the fun house is what it looks like. It's a darkened fun house. She's doing a seance. It pans up, and she's in a pentagram with a bunch of candles and talking about how the fiend is going to be reborn. So doing this whole, like, evil Jesus angle. It's just... This is one of the few bits, Jamie has said this before, I agree with him completely, that this is one of the few bits of long-term storytelling that WWE, Raw or SmackDown is doing well. So I got to jump in on that. This is. I know this you've is, had some issues with that. Go, well, go no, 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 no. I don't really have any issues with it. I saw on Twitter that there, you know, there were some people up in arms because there was a pentagram and it was like, eh. I didn't take it that way at all. And I didn't take it negatively because Firefly Funhouse is... I've, I've loved it for a while, but in this particular case, there was two things that came to mind to where it kind of cheapened it for me to where it's like, eh, maybe it's not that good was number one. It very directly reminded me of the, uh, uh, Scarlett Bordeaux interludes on a AEW. It reminded me of the or NXT. Not, a, NXT. Thank you. It reminded me of that. And then it, <laughs> it just reminded me of Bride of Chucky. <laughs> and so, and I, and so she those has two a Brian things, Chucky look to her. 
Yeah, so it, it wasn't bad. I'm not. I'm not knocking it. I just there was those two things came to mind that just kind of took away from it for me personally. But you okay, know, I, I love Firefly Funhouse, so by all means, continue. Well, anyway, it, it, it's a it's a good way to bring it back in the pentagram thing. Whatever, get over it, people. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, shit. You know, uh, Bray Wyatt always ended the Funhouse when it first started. Like, bye, see you in hell. Yeah, so, come on, <laughs> which was hilarious. I love that. So. Follow that up with the gauntlet match, which was actually, I will give them this. The last several times they've done gauntlet matches, they've been just really good matches. Everybody remembers from about two years ago, the Seth Rollins gauntlet match. That was like an hour and a half long. That was fucking fire. Mm -hmm. Kofi Kingston during Kofi Mania. I mean, they could do a gauntlet match. And this did not disappoint. This is why I say the show was okay. Because at the end of it, you had some decent ass wrestling, you know? AJ versus Kofi to start. AJ wins. I mean, all these matches are matches I would like to see. AJ versus Kofi. That Co- AJ wins. AJ versus Drew McIntyre, which you think Drew is going to squash him, and it wasn't. Drew, AJ still on top of his game. Maybe not the tip top like he was like when he was in like New Japan. Like like at the end of TNA, New Japan was when he was like probably the best he had been, you know, technically. But he still got it. They put on a good match. Drew won. Drew versus Jeff Hardy. Um, this wasn't terribly long. Drew won that as well. Then you have Drew versus Randy Orton. Uh, that that goes on not not so long because we've seen this eight thousand times this year. Uh, but it ends with Orton goes to the outside, and that's where the lights start to flicker. They do their Firefly thing, and then instead of the lights going out, they did something different, which I've been begging for them to do with this whole blackout stuff. Is that they have Alexa Bliss starts to show and kind of this ominous look on a couple of the th- of the screens and then a couple more screens and she takes over every box on the entire Thunderdome along with the Titantron the overhead uh uh you know video camera every screen is Alexa Bliss and it was your ho- you guys are both horror movie fans I'm not so mm-hmm. big into horror movie but it had that horror movie vibe you could probably even make reference to a horror movie it, it reminded you of but it causes Orton to get counted out and then it ends with uh, Drew and Sheamus of course Sheamus ends up beating him Sheamus is going to be the last entrant in the elimination chamber that was Raw I'm sick of seeing all these guys oh 50 50 Oh, I'm sick I, of I, seeing every everybody's face that's on Raw, with the exception of one or two people. I mean, I'm just 50, sick 50 to death bookie, of seeing. 50, 50, 50 bookie <laughs> is alive and well. I even forgot to mention the Lana and Shayna match because it's just more 50-50 booking. Who gives a shit? You know? Don't forget that. You, Lana and Naomi are your number one contenders for the Women's Tag Team Championship, which, mm-hmm. again, makes JJ very angry. So, that was Raw. It's just it's, it's dumb. So, Raw... It had some decent matches at the end of it, but fucking Ric Flair, 50-50 booking all over the place. Elsewhere, Bad Bunny. You know, He's keep, Bad Bunny. It, the, the last like <laughs> hour was actually good because they got past the Ric Flair bullshit. They had some decent wrestling matches, and it gives you that glimmer of hope that maybe they can do this. They won't. They'll fuck it up. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens next week. Elimination Chamber this Sunday. I'm I'm gonna check it out. Probably not live. I'll speed watch it later on. But do you we'll guys like it. Elimination Chamber? Like the concept? I I do like that. I 
do like... I thought, like, the first time I went into it, like, I was thinking, like, the whole 13 Ghosts thing. I'm like, oh, that's badass. And then I watched it, and I was really underwhelmed. And I've never really... I've, I mean, I've watched plenty of them, and I'm like, man, this is stupid. I, I, like, I like the idea behind it. There's some that could be good. I just feel that lately they ha- lately they just don't do anything good with them. Like last year, like the women's EC, where they had Shayna Baszler just destroy everybody, and then at the mm-hmm. very end get beat. It's the same exact thing they did the year before with Braun Strowman, where he just obliterates everybody and then gets beat out of nowhere at the end. It's, yeah, you know, it's it, so stupid. The first one was... Un, was was just stupid because they had no idea what to do and the people that made it made it way too hard and they were getting like legit injured from the start so <laughs> there's a great story on espn that talks about that they interviewed Shawn michaels and triple h because they're the ones who came up with the idea and the people who put it together put it together wrong ish whatever but yeah mm-hmm. so that that was raw that was smackdown we've oh if it, Oh man, I forgot. We still got good stuff to talk about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to get. I'm trying to get away from it because I want to get to the good stuff. So, Jamie, we saw on Monday AEW show us something different. Thank God. Yes. So, let's yes. Talk about that. Yes, they did. It was the Japanese side of the Women's Champion Eliminator Tournament. <laughs> Uh, bracket. It's too long a title. It's too damn long. Well, the hashtag is, the hashtag is just women's tournament, which I love. It's like, okay, well, the women's championship <laughs> tournament. I'm not calling it eliminator because that's just... I mean, the yeah. hashtag's too long too, but sure. Um, so this was 100% shot over in Japan. Uh, Hikaru Shida was there. Uh, so she actually did commentary for it on the Japanese one, which uh, they did uh, Excalibur doing um, for the Monday at six central. And then they did a redoing of it, of the Japanese one, which actually was quite entertaining. I decided to give it a go. You did watch it. Couldn't understand a word that they said, but damn it, they got animated (laughs) and it was fun. Um, So, um, uh, (laughs) Oh, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I love it. It's like, you go, you do you like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying, but yeah. Um, all right. So I only got one right of the entire bracket. Like that's how wrong I was. So, um, the very first match was, uh, May Saruga versus Yuka Sakazaki. Um, May Saruga is just adorable. Like she looks like she's 13 years old, just this little thing, just cute as a button, but no, she's like 20 something. Um, very green in her career going against very, Yuka, very green going against a legit veteran and Yuka Sakazaki, who's been on AEW, who's done it and been in, you know, quite a few matches here on, on American soil. And it was actually a very entertaining match. Very Japanese. If you don't understand Japanese wrestling, you probably didn't like it, Nick. Um, but, uh, you know, but it was really good. And um, it was Yuka Sakazaki winning with the top rope 450 splash. Uh, I forgot what she calls it, um, but it is a beautiful move. She is highly athletic, and it was a very enjoyable match. Um, but that was the one I got right. Gents, did you have this one? That, that was the one I got right too. Yeah, I told I you I didn't match. even pick. I was scared. I didn't. I didn't want to handle the loss. <laughs> yeah. yeah, May May definitely has a future, but she is very green. 
Dude, she was bridging out of everything. She was a bridge machine. I'm like, she's, like she's yeah, doing a submission she's... into a bridge. She's like, one, two, bridge out. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, <laughs> like the bridges of Madison County are like, that's a lot of bridges. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're, you're reaching for that. that uh, you know, whatever. Ed, Ed Bridge in the title. Um, <laughs> so, um, all right. So the next match was the the goat, if you will, and Emmy uh, Sakura versus Vinny, which is the transgender uh, wrestler. And this, in my opinion, was the match of the night. I thought it was amazing. This is the best of the four, in my opinion, too. Yeah, it was just damn good. Vinny was athletic as hell, did a lot of great moves. Emi Sakura, I so this is going to be a, a, a go with me with this. She is like the Dean Malenko of this women's tournament. Like she's got 100%. like thousand a thousand moves, a thousand holds, if you will. Not Chris Jericho's thousand and four. Well, I was gonna say who, who's who's the thousand and four moves on this tournament? Then we don't know. Yeah, we don't know that yet. But she definitely is the woman of a thousand holds for sure. Because she right. was throwing out shit I've never seen, and I was there for it. It was a really good match. Emmy Sakura ended up winning, but Venny showed out and. I personally think her style would be huge in the United States. Like, oh, she does so. not. She doesn't follow let's say the traditional female Japanese style. No, and and I don't want to get into the. Please don't comment. Oh, it's because she's transgender. Stop it. It's twenty twenty one. Grow the fuck up. I think that she has got a. She did a standing, just a standing like like jump up from the. Th- three feet away from the, the corner onto the top turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has got athleticism to boot. Speaking of boot, she booted out one of Emmy's teeth in the middle of the match. Did and she I, really? Yeah. Yeah, she has some great kicks. I mean, she is good. Emmy, which I'm glad Emmy was not in the whole Freddie Mercury thing again. So it's good Same. to see her in a different garb. She looks, yeah, she's, she's got Dean Malenko. She's, she's trained like half the women that are on oh, this man. particular card. She's worth it. So it was great. Vinny though, I'm with you. She's got a style that translates to America. I think she needs to get over here sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. I like this one a lot. Um, aesthetically, you guys brought up the Freddie Mercury bit. Aesthetically, I've never been able to get on board with Emmy Sakura, but uh, goddamn, as a technician, she is so good. Um, watching the match was fantastic, and just the variety of things that she does and how uh, skillfully she executes them all is right on point. Uh, as far as Venny goes, uh, good things up ahead. One thing that she does that um, stood out to me, ironically, is how well she sold... Uh, Emmy with all those oh yeah oh mm-hmm. and by the way my god those chops from Emmy Sakura oh my god dude they were like stiff they were like thunderclaps <laughs> but okay so in general can you just like all the matches they seemed all stiff as fuck like they every single one like those punches look like they connected like i swear to god i thought may sakura surga's <laughs> uh, uh, face was gonna get welted up because she took some shots oh, yeah. to the face especially the last one which we'll get to the last one that's the one where you really saw the stiffness come out yeah but how about Vinny at the end too keeping that darkness to her and yeah. you know like not wanting to shake hands afterwards giving a kick to yeah that was good i mean it's like yes i love the character work 
Good. Yes. My favorite part of that whole match was when she did the running shooting star press. Like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, holy yeah. shit. Like, I've never, one, I've never seen a, like that in a, in a ring other than like what three men, period. So, level of athleticism is, is, is off the charts. But yeah, it was just a beautiful thing to see. And like we were saying, her style translates better for U.S. And, and I think she is going to be a star in the U.S. for sure. I hope so. So the next match, um, one, fuck this match. Um, <laughs> and then JJ two, not, JJ not happy. Fuck this match. Um, so it was our pick to make the finals in Maki Ito versus Ryo Mizunami. And Ryo I'm, Mizunami won. Uh, and I'm not happy about it. At all, she looked. She looked day. good. She looked good. Give it to Raya. I will give her. Do she did look good? She's got a good. She's got that good skill set. But come on, Maki Ito is a star in the making. Oh, oh. So Twitter went nuts about. Oh this my match. god, Twitter blew the it, fuck up. It was great, but the thing was, the thing that pissed me off about this match, it was still a really good match. Don't get me wrong, it was a great match. We got to see Maki Ito do some of her her, her big things, like when she does the run and falls off to the side and hits him <laughs> in, in, in the, the stomach with her head. Great. Um, but uh, Ryo Mizunami didn't sell that much, and that kind of pissed me off because I understand she's doing more of that Japanese strong style where they don't sell near as much as as you do on other things. But it just irritated me because I thought it was a good match other than that piece. I mean, it just might be one of those things where maybe they just didn't match up well together, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get those wrestlers where it just doesn't – no fault to them specifically, but it just doesn't work out. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I felt like of the matches, Yuka Sakazaki and Mei Segura, I felt, because Mei obviously green, I thought that was maybe the – the lowest tier of these four matches. And this was right above it, unfortunately, because I really wanted to see Maki. And, you know, you Ryo did nothing for Maki. Uh, Maki kept trying to, and you're right. I don't know why she was like that, but it, it, it ended up making the matches kind of more meh, which I never wanted to say. But I do love Ryo's re- or, or Maki, Maki Ito's responses since the match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so, and, and one last thing about this match, because you know me, when she got her, she, Maki Ito had Ryo Mizunami by the legs, and she started to turn her over, and I'm like, it's a fucking lion tamer, let's go, lion tamer, lion tamer, the Boston Crab. I'm if like, you, God, you know you caught that, all Jamie lives for is seeing lion tamers. That's pretty much it. Lion Tamers, Canadian and Destroyers. That's all he wants to see all the time, especially Lion Tamers. So. Lion Tamers for sure. Like if you ever go to a live event with me or if I'm in a lion, if you ever at a live event in the Kansas City area and you hear somebody yell out Lion Tamer really loud, that's me. That is Jamie. That is Jamie. Um, <laughs> she does do a lion tamer. I have seen her does, do it. She does, but she just did it into a freaking regular Boston w- walls of Jericho. Yeah. Well, and she, and she didn't. And she didn't. She didn't flip anybody. She didn't flip her off. So mm-hmm. I, it, to me, it kind of felt like it wasn't. It was t. It was Maki Ito for TV. It's a little know? restrained. Yeah, I I don't know if that's in purpose. Maybe if there are plans for her to come over to the states. Uh, maybe if she has other plans for, or she didn't want to interfere with kind of some of her character work that she's doing in a different promotion. Maybe she, maybe she you know, I don't think she'll go to stardom, but you know, maybe some other promotion in Japan. I don't know, but it just, it felt like Maki Ito light 
almost from the stuff I'd seen her work, her videos, to this. Even even the, the description from um what's his face? Yeah, that guy. Guy on commentary, fucking help me guys. Excalibur. Thank you. Yeah, I'm here drowning. You know, just like, I'm like, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about right now. <laughs> fucking it's like, uh, what day is but it? But no, e- even 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 the, the commentary from Excalibur, given the backstory on her, he glossed over a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that gives her part of what her character is. So it is what it is. Well, we I think we all can agree we're part of the Maki Ito simp army. Um, oh yeah so maki ito for dark order make it happen people yes oh my god so she retweeted she starred that too that was all her so then john silver goes hey what's up she's like (laughs) to silver she responded back total perfect like what's up simp i'm like jesus (laughs) yes a winky a winky face emoji back and it's like ah Yes, Perfect. so please bring her to the Dark Order. That'd be amazing. All right, so for the fi- the final match of the night, uh, the end of the first round was um, legit the the GOAT. The, the, everybody knows this name of Asia Kong going against a young Rin Katakura. Rin looked really damn good. I didn't know what to I didn't know what to expect, but I liked what I saw. Yeah, she was fast, agile, athletic again. Like she reminded me a lot of of Akira really, with like her build and the way that she wrestled. Um, but then again, you have Asia Kong doing Japanese strong style. Um, Homegirl does not like to sell. Like I mean, Sid Vicious style. <laughs> no, or sorry, Vader. She no sold like Vader. Um, she did do a Vader bomb out of the corner. Um, you know, there's a couple decent spots uh asia kong unfortunately was the one who picked up the win i was kind of hoping for an upset but uh you know she deserves it she's asia kong um still a good match because i think honestly ren carried that match because asia asia kong's old she doesn't move around like she used to um but ren definitely i think did a hell of a job it makes a good second round match with uh, asia and uh, ryo yeah, it really does. So you so the second round matchups. Let's talk about these mothers for a second. So you got Sakazaki versus going against Sakura. We've already seen that in the states once. Um, and then you got Mizunami going against Kong. You got the two heavyweights going at it. So those are two big ass matches. Um, and it was announced on the show that the finale, the the winner of the tournament, will face Akira at revolution on march 7th i figured they'd have the finale there but no they're actually going to do it where they the winner faces sheeta at revolution when are they going to do the rest they have they have one women's match tomorrow night or tonight i guess if you're listening to this on wednesday the 17th on dynamite uh serena deep and Rio. They, when are they going to do the rest they don't even need finish they're halfway through the u.s side of the first round yeah I, I expect two and them, a half weeks to get all these other matches in. What are they going to do them? They might do a dark with all of them. I think I that's so. what they'll end up doing. Yeah, I want. I, I want to see them. I want to see the rest of this. This, if anything, this this got me more amped, and I want to see more of the the the. the, the AEW, for the first time in a while, actually has something going with their women's division. Let's not screw this up, guys. Come on. Yeah. So in closing, man, I personally think these Japanese women showed out. I thought there was a lot of lots and lots of positives. I mean, lots of the Japanese style women's wrestling that has, you know, a certain shtick to it. But 
oh god i thought it was great Vinny looked like a star makita looked like a star hell um mace Ruga looks like she'll be something in the future and rin katakura's like let's 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 put a pin in that one because i bet we hear that name not too long in the distant future yeah i'm with you there so so ninth wonder nick what uh what caught your eye out of this tournament I enjoyed these matches very much. The one thing that stood out to me, and this is just because I'm uninitiated, uh, outside of Kenny Omega, uh, Kenny Omega brought something from Japan with him, and that is just how emphatic uh, the Japanese wrestlers are with everything, and I think that that is uh, highly lagging in most of American wrestling. Um, so watching all these matches, even the ones that weren't quite as good, um, they're a lot of fun to watch. You get energized when you're watching them, um, and you enjoy the characters without understanding a word of what they're saying. It doesn't matter because it's just all in their, uh, their actions, their expressions. Um, that was what stood out to me. But again, that's probably obvious to everybody else. <laughs> well, if, you if you don't watch a lot of Japanese wrestling, it's a fair, it's a, it's a great point to make. Cause I, I think that, you know, your point there, especially, you know, the moral story is to give it a, give it a shot. You know, Japanese wrestling has its place in, for all, all, all you marks out there. You know, you just gotta, you gotta take it for what it is. You can't look, you can't go in expecting one thing and then you're like, Oh, this is shit. You, you, you'll just sound like Jim Cornette. Uh, you know, like, oh, I'll tell you what it was a match. Uh, you know, you what was really a match was when they had Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat back in '84. You know, that's the only fucking thing he. Okay, I'm not. I'm not getting on Jim Cornette. Yeah, no, no, but, no, 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 Cornette. Yep, yep. I can't do impressions anyway. But no, I think that's a great point, Nick. But yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoyed the shit out of this, as, as you all know. You can tell I got giddy about it. So, um, yeah, so. Was there any big spotlight on it? The, I mean, move of the night that you saw that was really sick, like Maki Ito's Canadian ma- maple leaf that made Lance Storm blush because it was so good? <laughs> you know what? The, the one that stood out to me, and it was just because it was so different, um, was um, Maki Ito's, um, I don't even know what you call it, but it was kind of like a coffin drop, but it was a headbutt where yeah. she just kind of falls over and headbutted uh, what's-her-name-in-the-gut. And it, it wasn't like, I wasn't watching it thinking like, oh, you know, like it wasn't like that. It was just like, huh, never seen that before. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's so good. Yeah, overall, yeah, I, I, nothing really stood out to me specifically, but uh, yeah, I think that everything, every, everything about it was great. So anyway, I'm, I'm excited to see the next round. I really can't wait to see the rest of the U.S. side. Let's get do them rapid fire on next week's dark. I don't care. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Get to the point. Let's get these matches done. Yeah, I, I'm counting on them doing that. They have to. They have two and a half weeks until Revolution. So, well, we're gonna find out more tonight because uh, coming up on Friday, we will talk about uh, what happens later today with Dynamite, with the fallout from Takeover from NXT, and anything else that we have going on. I'm yeah. pumped. I'm pumped for Wednesday for the fallout from Vengeance Day oh. and to see what happens on NXT or on on AEW with you know. Um, I this, think that this the, week NXT is gonna gonna beat them in the ratings just because of the ooh. NXT. I mean that, uh, that that UE angle. Come on, I I think this will be the first time they beat them in a while. 
for ratings. That that's Just a this bold week. statement, but this whole inner circle thing that's, that's a big thing going on too with it's, Sammy, it's, who was supposed to be I on know. Impact, which we'll talk about on Friday. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if they do, I'm they will have earned it. Yeah, agreed. So it's it's a it's a post pay per view show, so I don't, I have no worries about that. You guys, got any final thoughts you want to wrap up with today? Anything at all? It was a good week. It was a good week until Monday Night Raw. Because Monday Night Raw can go fuck itself. That's that's the mostly part. Even though there was actually decent wrestling, which you know, sorry, too little, too late. But uh, all right, well, thank you guys for thank you guys for joining us again. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. Please join us again on Friday. Follow us on Twitter as at Total Spot Fest. If you had not heard that, you don't have ears because we've only plugged it eighty three times. So uh, <laughs> please go check us out on YouTube as well. Uh, we are available, of course, on all your favorite podcast providers, Apple. Pandora, finally. Uh, <laughs> Apple, Pandora, uh, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, all, Google, all, all, all of them. We're all over the place. Total Spot Fest. Also, you can find us on YouTube. Like I said, just Google, search inside of YouTube for Total Spot Fest Live. You will see us there. Please give us your comments in YouTube or on Twitter. Let us know what you thought. Let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about, anything that you liked or didn't like. Uh, you definitely can say you don't like Nick. Most people do. <laughs> Everybody. We will not take fine. We, we will not take offense to it. I'm so. a glutton for punishment. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Any, anything, any final thoughts here, Nick? Nah, man. I'm looking forward to, uh, to well, I guess tonight, technically. And, All right. uh, and then getting back together with you guys Thursday. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll be ready for Friday. Jamie? Uh, the only thing I got for you is uh, if, you're not, if you're not down with TSL, I got two words for you. Maki Ito. That, that's it. All right. Thank you, guys. See you next time.